Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back. You're here. Thank God. (laughs) And so am I. (laughs) With my terrible Wi-Fi in the sky. (laughs) Wi-Fi in the sky. That's a good one, actually. That works. Oh, I'm just, yeah. Wi-Fi in the sky. (laughs) That's why it's so bad, because I'm so elevated. You know, the planes are passing by and they're like, you know, it's affecting my Wi-Fi connection. (laughs) Well, fam, before we get into like the really intense stuff, (laughs) we're going to do our peaks of the week. What you got? Oh, I mean, I feel like I have a few peaks. Okay. I just got my uh, eyebrows re-microbladed, like touched up. Because when I went to get them done, I got them done before Punta Cana. And my eyebrow girl is convinced that I, like, ruined them because I went in the sun. Oh. But, like, yeah, they fade. Okay, I did it two weeks before, whatever. So then I went and got them, like, touched up. It's a big deal because it took me, like, five years to have the balls to go get my brows microbladed. And then the first time I did them, I hated them. Then the second time I did them, I liked them a little better. And then they started fading over the panini. And then I went and got them done with this girl. And she did corrective work. And I hated them. <laughs> like, hated. And I cried. And I was like, it looks like there's a blue tattoo on my face. And it was not good. So she just did some corrective work. And they look fine. But, you know, you don't know until yeah. a week later. So I've got, like, real thick eyebrows. I wish that after I got them microbladed, they stayed. My girl calls them my bitch brows because she's like, you have a really good bitch brow. Right. So well, I, I swear by microblading. I, I, I highly encourage it, everybody. It's great. I just feel like when you get really close to like, but who's like that fucking close to my face? But like when you get really close to someone's face, I don't know. It depends on the job. But like sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that does not look great. If, and that's how I felt about the ones, the, 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 the job I just had previous to this one. Gotcha. So here's hoping. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's a, that's a peak. Cause you know, that it is, it just makes me feel, listen, if I can't have lashes, then I might as well have good brows. You know, if I'm going to teach group fitness classes and I can't have my lashes popping, I might as well have a good brow. There you go. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> Power brow, bitch brow. Love it. That's a good one. I went to my friend's bachelorette and aside from like celebrating her and that being- Yes, you did. And that being, I need to stop clicking my pen. Sorry, Malin. I was just clicking my, did you hear it? Yep. I was clicking. It's like the, it's like, it's like those things, like the nervous, you know, people have like the nervous tick. I do like a, like, I sound like my students with like their fidget shit. I just, I don't even realize I'm doing it. I went to Florida and it was a blast And this, but, and aside that, that was a peak in and of itself. But the big peak was that I really feel like it was the first time that I didn't think twice about putting on a bathing suit. I was living in my bathing suit. I really hoped you were going to say this. I really hoped you were going to say this. 
I'm glad you're saying this. And like I typically, it's the putting on the bathing suit that's been the issue for me. Once my bathing suit has been on, I'm I've I'm typically I enjoy spending time in my bathing suit. It was even when I yeah. was in my most insecure. It was never the the after the fact, like spending the time in it. I loved it. This time I didn't even order. I swear by swimsuits for all. I've talked about them a thousand times on my stories on the Instagram. Um, Ashley Graham's swimsuit line. If anybody needs them, do it. They are size inclusive. They are so supportive. They're really good quality and they just make you feel so good. And it's not, um, like you can get any style. You can mix and match. You can mix and match the sizing too. So like if you have a smaller chest and a bigger bottom or opposite, you don't have to get like the same size suit and everything either. But this was also the first time that I ordered them. I had so much trust in them that I ordered them. Mm. They came in the mail. I put them with tags on in the suitcase. I was like, I'll just, I know they're going to work. And I didn't bring a backup suit. I just brought them, the two that I ordered. And I was like, well, here we are. And then I put on that blue one and I was like, I'll be right back, guys. I got to go message AMQ to let her know that I love this bathing suit. Party later. But yeah, I feel like that was a good peek because you don't notice that type of work. And you know, like you think that like, okay, I'm going to prepare for this moment. It's the first time I'm wearing a bathing suit of the season. Typically, I would be a little bit more hesitant like I was to like post a reel of the Yiddy. I was texting you about that being like, I just spent a whole bunch of time in, half naked in a bathing suit. Why do I care about this? But no, I didn't even think twice about it. So we love a moment of gratitude for the growth. So that was my peak, aside from actually spending time with dear friends, of course. But And that house was like MTV Cribs. It was awesome. It was. It was so cool. That was a good, that was a good little video to get from you when you like got there and you sent me the video and you're like, I feel like you'd appreciate this. Yeah. And that blue bathing suit is beautiful. I love like, it. It looks like it was made for you. Oh, thanks. I like the back. Wild. Like they make them like really nice. Like you don't have to, there's no wire cups. Like, I mean, some of them do have wire cups, but I don't like the wire cups. I just want to feel like they're mm. tits up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh man. But aside from that, we came back to a chaotic week here in current events, fam. Okay. I mean, like you're you're still kind of delaying right now for me, so it's like fuck. I don't know. I'll just stay quiet then, and you just you can kick it off. No, you kick it off. Okay, <laughs> I'll kick it off. <laughs> Keep that part in. <laughs> All right. I'll kick no, it off. No, you do it. You do it. Okay, two major things. We're going to talk about Kim K's bullshit at the Met, the Met bullshit in general, and the overturn of Roe v. Wade and what that means. <laughs> and I don't, that just, it sounds chaotic because it is, but you guys signed up for this podcast to be in your ear holes, so you shouldn't have expected anything else besides chaos <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, we're gonna let's start with the Kim K Met situation. I feel like the other we could be talking about forever, and I'm also gonna preface the fact that a we are not politicians, b we are opening our minds and mm -hmm. hearts to the learning and being sponges in this process um, when it comes to political things. I, I'm speaking for myself in that standpoint, that that was a promise that I really wanted to make during the pandemic to not look away and shy away when it was hard to hear. Um, just because I'm so privileged enough that 
I can do that. And I think that we live in a world now where we quite literally can't because now it's directly affecting everybody in one way or another. But we'll get to that later. Kim K at the Met. What's some, that's some shit. I, I enjoyed you popping off on your stories. I was like, I'm going to harness all of this energy for the podcast. <laughs> so essentially, Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress from 1962, right? It was Marilyn Monroe, right? She was told she uh-huh. was not allowed to alter it and that she, because she wasn't allowed to alter it, she had to, I'm using air quotes, Lose 16 pounds in three weeks, which is already, we're going to put a disclaimer here. This might be triggering for you, but hopefully it will also be empowering when like you're going to hear things that make Mm -hmm. you go, ah, I think everybody was triggered by this in one way or another. And she cut out sugars and carbs. And in this interview talked about how she did sauna bags and all of these unhealthy things. She didn't look, she looked sickly. She didn't like look well. And I feel like it's still just screaming no it's just screaming this disordered eating and it's very hypocritical to have a company like skims that you claim you're all inclusive and you make things for everyone but then you go and do this to yourself i feel like that's the problem i don't even wear skims anymore i donated them because i couldn't i didn't want to agree i was like i'm gonna throw them in the trash i was like no someone else could use them so um that's what we're gonna talk about now I'm going to now unleash AMQ. (laughs) I say unleash because I know that she's got a lot to say. So go ahead and hydrate your life and uh, (laughs) buckle up, buttercups. And I am delayed and everything is like my in my ear holes. I hear Becca going, this is what Becca sounds like in my ear holes, just so you all know. But, But I'm hearing what she's saying, but it's like very pixelated. Pixelated is not the word for audio, but you know what I mean? Yeah. She sounds fine to me. So that's good. That's great. Yeah. It's great. Cool. So yeah, I do have a lot to say and it's very like, there's so many tears to how I feel about it because here's the thing. It's no secret. I love reality TV. Everybody knows that, right? And I get shit on a lot for my love for reality TV because people are like, hey, you spend too much of your time like watching people cheat on people and did it. You know, everyone has fucking something to say about everything. Becca always says everybody has an opinion. It's like assholes. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love reality TV. Sure, sure, sure. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. It's fun. It's my like guilty pleasure, whatever. But I've never liked the Kardashians. And I don't know why. Like, it's just, I've never gotten behind it. There's just something always about them. And then literally when this happened, I was like, mm, just validated like my feelings. And I just, I just never really got the hype, but there's so many problems with this. My, it starts with like her being so adamant that she had no other option, but to wear this dress. Like you are Kim Kardashian. Like, of course there are other options. And if you wanted to wear something iconic, hi, you're Kim Kardashian. You have access to like the designers for the stars. There are tons of boutiques in Hollywood that have beautiful dresses that many women have worn before you who are iconic. Okay. Maybe Marilyn Monroe during that season of her life wasn't the one. I get it. It's a beautiful dress, but it's also like such a diss to... I don't know, to Marilyn Monroe's memory and and all that. There's so many problems with that. Um, But 
the sauna suit thing. And I don't know why this bothered me so much, but it was the sauna suit that really pissed me off. Like the, Hmm. okay. The reason the sauna suit pissed me off the most is this is so terrible. And I'm actually mortified that I have to even admit this or talk about it or speak about it because it, it is one of my realities, but I used to wear, and I may have mentioned this on the pod before, but I used to wear like plastic bags over my clothes when I would go to the gym in my early twenties when I was like in the thick of my ED. At the time I didn't realize there was more than one. Um, and I would wear them so that I would sweat more. And I would just I would just be on the treadmill until I couldn't be on the treadmill anymore. And I would wear these garbage bags because the people in the gym around me did the same thing. And so I was like, oh, okay, like that's how you drop weight quickly. And so I would wear actual garbage bags while also wearing a sweet sweatband underneath said garbage bag while running on a treadmill. And like reading that just activated that memory for me. It's like a core memory in my worst times, you know, just like, wow, I remember doing it. And like the worst part about it was that I wasn't the only one. And there's something to be said about the fact that when it's validated, even if it's a stupid thing to do and a disordered behavior, if it's validated by even one person around you, it feels like it's normal. Mm -hmm. And that's why Kim doing this is terrible because we've all been influenced. I will say this, Sydney Bell, one day we will get her on this fucking podcast, but she made this incredible oh, yeah. post. We can we can share it. And it's like her her poses on prom night were exactly like the poses that Kim K did on the on the carpet. So it was so cool, but she juxtaposed them and put them side by side and talked about how, you know, it's seeing influential women like this that really start that disordered thinking in your brain where you're like, oh, well, if this person who I admire does it, then it must be okay. And I don't know like how we got to that point in our society where we look at these women that are like A-list celebrities and they're the be all end all, but that's just what it is. And our generation of growing up, it was like, Mick posted some great stuff about this. Gabby talked about it. Like Brinta talked about it. There are so many humans that we admire that had so much to say. Kelly, you posted something so good about it too. Like there's so many good people talking about this and I'm so grateful for the space that we're in, but it's all rooted in the fact that the reason why this is so bad is that by putting it out there, it makes it feel like it's normal. And it brings me back to my years as a teenager watching, like going to the grocery store and buying like Tiger Beat magazine and seeing a celebrity talk about their like how to lose 10 pounds in 10 days, Mm -hmm. you know? That's exactly right. And it just, it just brought me back. I'm like, oh my God, that's what started my eating disorders was like, when we grew up, we were watching like Christina Aguilera emaciated. We were watching Britney Spears, skin and bones. We, we didn't have Lizzo. You know, we didn't have anyone. We didn't have anyone showing up on television with curves. There was nobody. You looked a very certain way in the 90s and we just didn't see a difference. Like the reason why cellulite and and skin with texture is not normal to us is because it was just not shown. 
when really it's, it's not probably it's not. the most normal thing you could have on your body. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like who the fuck looks like an air, like nobody looks, and that's the weird thing because when you think about that now, and that's why I know like you use filters way less than I do. And like, that's, that's why that's so important because, you know, when you see someone in real life (laughs) and they have textured skin, that fucks with you if you're watching just people on the internet all the time, just not having textured skin. Did I used to use Facetune to like smooth out the dimples on my thighs? Like not even on my face. I will say this, I, not even on my face. I used to use Facetune. We're talking used to like right before the podcast days, like not that long ago, okay? I used to take that little tool and I used to smooth out like the dimp, I have one very specific cellulite dimple on the front of my left leg and it drives me crazy. It's been there for as long as I remember. And I would just smooth it out. Like why though, when someone sees me in real life wearing shorts, that dimple's going to be there. So what is the point of blowing it out, brushing it out, airbrushing it when like people are going to see me in real life and it's going to be there. Like that's more weird to me that mm-hmm. we think that's okay to do. But that's what starts it. These women on these fucking red carpets telling you the her beauty. I'm using my fucking air quotes again. When she's like, this is my beauty secret. This was my, this was my like diet plan. The Kim K diet plan. It's like, no, no keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. That is like glorifying our microwave society, our instant gratification society, our, Oh, it's like sweating for, it's all those hashtags that I once used, like sweating for the wedding, getting shredded for the summer. Like, oh my God, it just, honestly, just seeing it, it was like, I felt, I had this (laughs) moment where I felt like there was just, how do I explain this? It's very nineties. It was like a very nineties moment where I like closed my eyes and I just felt like I had flashbacks to all of the stuff that we were conditioned with. But like, when I think back to those times, it wasn't like a gentle conditioning. It was very much like smacked in the face. Like you were smacked in the face everywhere you looked with this conditioning. And I just closed my eyes and that's what I felt like. Very much like I was getting hit with these like bright colors and collages and just like Mm -hmm. cutting out pieces of like the magazines that we used to see. It was just, it really felt like that. And it was very like, I don't know, it felt like trauma. It felt like just flashbacks of trauma Mm -hmm. is what it felt like to me. Yes. It was definitely very jolting. And to just, again, reiterate what you said, it felt like I was in a time machine but I was watching myself from that past time. Like I was present, but I was watching somebody myself, but thinking about what other people who are not there here yet are doing, because I I can say with 150% certainty, if I was watching the Met three years ago, like right before the pandemic hit, and I saw Kim K on the red carpet, I would have been looking to see how much a sauna suit was. And that breaks my heart right now to say, it like makes me emotional to even think about. Yep. There's probably so many people that were doing just yep. that, like taking notes. Totally. This is totally. what she did. I know I can do this. I can fit in that dress. If I just do this, yep. I'm going to cut out sugars. I'm going to cut out carbs. I'm going to wear a sauna suit. I'm going to over-exercise. 
all she named was disordered eating and disordered movement. And and then yep. and then what did she film? Then she filmed a binge of a ton of pizza and donuts that she felt like she had to terrible. earn. That she talked about, I earned this because I was able to fit in the dress. You do not earn food. You do not earn clothing. I feel like the big, I don't know how somebody and, you know, in the realm that she is in and in this arena that she has so obviously put herself in, how she doesn't see these neon signs of red flags that what she's saying is so fucked up. Like, how does she not hear it at this point? That dress was made for Marilyn Monroe. That dress was not made for Kim yeah, K. Made for her. Right. Like made for her. Like custom made. We're talking about Kim Kardashian. Okay. That's this is what I'm saying yeah. is that like, you know what else you could do? Because many have done this. Um, take an inspiration from Marilyn Monroe's. And had a custom one dress. of your own. <laughs> Hastum, had a custom one literally with the same fabrics, the same style, everything. Like, but to your body though, yep. wouldn't that be way more in line with the brand that you've said you've built? Like now I'm like, how hypocritical of you. Right, that's what I'm saying. And it and it, exactly what you did. Like I, like I would just be like, no. But it... I also think, and this is the issue with people like in the reality TV realm, because there's, we don't really even know why the fuck the Kardashians are famous. Okay. I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, what, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't get it. But she truly is, you know, creating this, like some people are like, well, she's just, she's, just, she's doing what she thought was right. Like she wanted to do it, let her do it. It's like, yeah, sure. Fine. But not, no. Cause if it's not serving the greater good and you're being completely hypocritical, if she didn't have skims mm -hmm. and then she did something like this. Okay, fine. That still sucks. But you'd think she knew you would, you would know better if you're establishing yourself with a brand like that. And then it makes me wonder, like, are these people just doing it because any publicity is good publicity, even if it's negative? Like, is yeah. it one of those situations where it's just a PR stunt? Because I would like to make it known that I'm not just giving Kim Kardashian a hard time. Yes, this is like anything else in life, in news, in current events. Her doing this shines the light specifically on her. In a week, we'll forget about it. We'll move on. It'll be in the back of our minds. But... It's not just a Kim K problem. It did bring light to it, but this is just as bad when somebody is trying to get a role for a movie. Like we see it all the time, right? I've had some conversations today in the DMs and there's people that are like, if you're going to hate on Kim K, then like you need to hit on like, hate on like Leo DiCaprio and every man sure. who's ever had to yep. put on weight or lose weight for a role. 100% because- I do agree that maybe we don't give them as hard of a time. We probably don't. But that's, we have to remember, men can have disordered eating too. We just don't like, they don't talk about it like we do, you know? Mm -hmm. But it totally happens. One of my best friends and I, a couple months ago, I got to spend like a weekend with some of my really good friends a weekend away. And he like opened up to me about how he's currently in the thick of an eating disorder. And I was like, holy shit, like this is powerful stuff. Like- you just don't realize. But when a man is being told, hey, you need to put on 40 pounds of muscle, that's also disorder. Mm -hmm. And that's also a problem. And you have four weeks to do it. Yeah, I do agree that that's also terrible. So I would like to make it known that I don't just have a problem with Kim K. I do have a problem with any sort of 
quick fix Hollywood esque yeah. thing. Yep. Out there. Mm-hmm. Especially because aside from the messaging and the disordered, all of it, all, the physical r- truth of the health factor and what it's actually yeah. doing to your body to lose that significant amount of weight in that short period of time is very harmful to your organs and your just your yes. body in general. It, like The science mm-hmm. part of it, too, is just equally as fucked up. So it's not necessarily yep. just the messaging. It's also wanting to shed light on the fact that like, that's not healthy. Your body cannot sustain it. It doesn't learn to trust you. It doesn't learn to trust itself when you're doing such harmful things. And I feel like she does this every year for the Met. I have watched the Kardashians. I, I, I have watched all of the Kardashians. And I can tell I, you- I literally have never watched an episode. Yeah, so like, so she, I don't know anything about them. So she does no. this we on all of the episodes of her leading up to the Met. I'm sure it'll be on the new show that's on Hulu of her doing this and probably the behind the scenes oh. of what she's had to do and how many times she like turns down plates and says, like, I how can't. How are they going to put that on fucking TV? They have though. They put that on TV? Oh yeah. That's what their whole, that's what, that's what okay. it all is. I will say though, I still ride for Chloe. Oh. I really do. Chloe did say something really fucked up though. In one of the episodes recently that like we're foodies, but we also work out really hard. Like we earn our food or we earn these treats. I'm like, no, I, don't do it. I don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Somewhere. I was like, don't do it. I saw that. I was literally watching the show. I was like, no, Chloe, you're my favorite. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. I love good Americans so much. I love everything you're doing. Please don't, please don't do it. And then she said it and I was like, fuck. But I do feel like of all of them, she's at least putting in the work and she'll, she'll put them in her, in their places in the show specifically Kim because Courtney doesn't really give a fuck but specifically when Kim is like I can't have that and she was like no no we don't earn food like she'll say things like that but then she also says things like that I'm like fuck you guys are so and you're on your journey of your own but you just have such a big spotlight on you that it makes it it makes it hard it does it makes it extra difficult for sure and not to mention the fact that like you were saying before, you could have, you've had how many countless custom gowns made to fit you, Kim? Like, let that be Marilyn's. You don't need, because she compared it to I, I, a role. She compared it to. Oh, that's what I was, that's why I was, that's why I wanted, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that's why I was saying about how it's important to mention that it is problematic when you're trying to fit, literally fit into any look for any role. Because yeah. she really did. She compared it to like when a. When, when you're in a movie, I'm like, but that's- she's like, I, I kind of just made it like a movie role, but it's not. You did that to justify your own truth that you wanted to ignore that what you were doing was fucked up. I think that that's how she justified yeah. it to herself. She knew that deep down, this is not good for me to be doing, but she justified it be- and by calling it work. We all have our masks that we've covered it with. We've covered it with, oh, I have to do this because it's part of my job or I have to do this because, you know, I need to fit into that dress. I have how I can't even tell you how many times I have bought clothes for the size and as a goal outfit that I wanted to fit into. And it never worked out. (laughs) It never was healthy and if I got into it, I can't tell you how many times I've bought a dress I have absolutely punished myself in terrible ways to get into the dress. And then I didn't even enjoy the time I had in the dress because I was exhausted because I wasn't fueling right because I would get too drunk too quickly because my body didn't know how to absorb anything at that point. So you rob yourself of, yeah, you can wear the dress, but you're not going to enjoy your life in it when you can't like, she does. She didn't even look like she was having a good time. She looked like she was starving. She really did. Yeah. Like you don't look like you're having fun. 
gorge, yes, always gorge. But you always, but you can be a pretty. You have to give give credit where credit yeah. is due. She's gorgeous. Yes, she's fucking gorgeous in every size, shape, everything. She's fucking yeah. gorgeous. She's stunning. And I do love but, that they put curviness on the map. I will say that, but you can't put curviness on the map and then put unrealistic standards like anyone who has a big booty. The way science works. If you have a big booty, you're most likely not going to have a perfectly flat tummy because it's all the lower region. Yeah, I can I can speak from experience <laughs> yes. on that. Like, like it's just on. not scientifically going to happen. So I just I no. mean that's a whole different rant for another day. But the point is, if you if you sat there and even thought for a second that oh, what are these sauna bags like? Or like yeah, maybe I could do no sugar for a month. Sure, you could, but you're eventually that's not a way. It, to sustainably live your life. So you don't need to earn food. You don't need to earn clothes. Clothes are made to fit you. You do not need to fit clothes. So, um, yeah, it just, bothers me so much. it just bothers me so much yeah. that they, that she like, and, and with, with all of the, you know, I mean, I'll say it like the money, the resources, the human beings at her fingertips and watch somebody like yeah. that. Anyone like to be able to build, literally build a gown, you know, like mm -hmm. I definitely, I will say though, that like, there are so many things that are ingrained in what we think is normal that we don't even bat an eyelash. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about my experience, like shopping for a wedding dress, I dropped a significant amount of weight in the time that I was engaged until I got to that wedding day. And was it intentional? Sure. Was I hashtag sweating for the wedding? Yes. Did I feel better? Yes. Like there were some health problems that I had and I definitely, weight was associated with it. But when I went to Kleinfeld's here in Toronto, I remember them saying to me, like put, I put on the dress that I ended up wearing and there was lace on the sides. So they were very clear with me, like there's only so much we can alter this dress. So come in and when you get it fitted, this is pretty much your size. Like we can't really do much. And I was like, no, I need a size three sizes smaller is what I told them. And they were like, really, I was actually very impressed with them. I look back, I'm like, wow. They were like, we can't do that. We're not giving you that. We're not, we're not selling you a gown that's three sizes smaller. Like we're going to we'll sell you this gown or you have to sign off and agree that you're going to pay for the gown, even if you don't fit in it. <laughs> Yeah, three size, I was like, three dress sizes. Not like hindsight three now, like dress sizes. Yeah, three dress sizes. However, I did drop three dress sizes, but that's a whole that's, other problem. Yeah. I was like, wow, like good for them because you know, as a, I mean, they're a pretty high profile dress shop. Mm -hmm. And looking back, like I was so frustrated with them, but looking back, I'm like, damn, good for you. Like they were really standing their ground because they're they were they were doing the opposite of encouraging me to drop that weight. They were like, no, 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 this is where you're at now. Let's measure you now. You're getting married in three months. Like, let's be realistic. It would have been very easy for them to just like, yeah. say like, sure, yeah, we'll sell you the dress, no problem. Mm -hmm. But I just think back to those days. Like, and I remember what I had to do or felt like I had to do to be in that dress. And it's yeah. just, nobody, nobody should ever. It doesn't, it. just because everybody uh, or a majority of people do it doesn't mean it's normal. I think that like those two definitions are not the same. And that's a very empowering thing to learn that like 
just because everyone's, uh, or it seems like everyone's doing it, doesn't mean that it's right, doesn't mean that it's normal, and doesn't mean that you have to participate. You can unlearn what's Sweating normal. for the wedding? Yeah. Just, That's pretty normalized. Yeah. Which is terrible. Right, you know, right. It's terrible. Ugh. Oh, man. Well, I could literally go on and on and on and on, and people have whatever the fuck they have to say, and that's okay. And everyone here listening, you're allowed your opinion, mm -hmm. and so are we, and that's why we're here. Yes. Like, we literally, this is our podcast, and we're going to say what we want. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, we still love you, yeah. okay? Yeah. We just don't love your opinion. That's yeah. it. It's that's very simple. similar to just like if you had a podcast or you have a, your own social media page, I'm sure you do. You can say whatever you want on it. It's yours. If you don't yep. like what we're saying, mm -hmm. make your own podcast and talk about it. We're here yeah. to talk about what we believe in. And then at us on your podcast. <laughs> oh God, oh God, oh God. The Enneagram 8 is coming out and the Enneagram 2 is coming out and now I'm getting nervous. I'm starting to sweat and now we're going to pivot. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's pivot. Let's pivot to the even more, even uh, more okay. controversial topic. This is even more controversial. All right, everyone, if you need to rehydrate, grab a snack, now's the time. Welcome to intermission. Okay. Uh, Malin, we're going to try this elevator music thing one more time, if you don't mind. Um, let people grab what they need to grab. Okay. One day. One <laughs> now day. it's like, just a like, joke. Maybe get like, maybe get like a blanket. You know, yeah. Just get real. Get in your just emotional like, support outfit. <laughs> yeah. You're, don't worry. Emotional support outfit. I got you, boo. Emotional support outfit coming soon. Yes. And you can just all put on every time. We're going to make it a requirement that um, this is just future forward, you know, thinking a couple weeks in the future. Mm -hmm. We're going to make it like a requirement for you guys to wear your emotional support outfit while you listen to our podcast and selfie it and tag us. Ooh, requirement. <laughs> We won't charge an- Sorry, I know you're on your way to work. You got to bring your emotional support outfit in the car with you. Or at least a scrunchie. Come on, we're going to have other things on there. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm going to preface the fact that we are not political professionals and we are learning the things right along with you all. So if you're not aware or if you are in another country and you just don't understand what's happening here in the U.S., our Supreme Court and Canada and Canada. Yes. Our <coughs> it's having, it's having like a trickle down, trickle up effect into Canada. Really? What's yeah. Going on? So our Supreme Court has leaked emails saying that they have are voting or have voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, which is women's right to abortions, um, which is basic health care. I feel like the same people that are preaching my body, my choice when it came to masks should bring that same energy to my body, my choice when it comes to women's bodies. Because if you were throwing a piss bitch fit because you had to wear a mask on a plane, imagine carrying a child that you aren't sure either would survive or that you just didn't want to carry. And if you don't believe in abortions, then you don't need to get an abortion. Simple as that. Right. Um, and one thing that I've seen floating around is uh, if you can sit and say that you don't know anyone who has had an abortion, regardless, one reason or another, none of our business. <coughs> but if you can't sit there and say that you don't know somebody personally, it's because you weren't trusted to tell. Everyone exactly. knows somebody who has had an abortion for any reason whatsoever. This is not just banning them for one scenario. 
That's what I think is, is, is making it so much more devastating. There's a lot of things that are making it devastating, but for one, it's not just one blanket road. That's like, okay, this is the reason that you just don't want a baby. I think that that's what the, where the ignorance is coming in and the fucking idiots that, that believe that this is what life is. And that's not the realistic, it's not going to stop abortions. It's going to stop healthy abortions. It's going to stop the right way of getting them. It's going to kill people because people aren't going to stop getting abortions just because you ban them. It's really as simple as that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it also leads into a whole other realm of if you are overturning Roe v. Wade and you are overturning these years and years of women's rights and to bodily autonomy and all of these things, it only has a moment until it trickles down and affects you directly and marginalized communities even more heavily. And the rights of LGBTQ+, gay marriage, it's only a matter of time until everything starts getting overturned. And we are completely reverted back into decades ago of what life was like and not having human rights. It's not just like, it's not just abortion. It's, it's human rights to your own body. And if you don't have a uterus, first off, you don't have a say. And second off, whatever anybody does with their body is none of your fucking business. Whether that's one reason or another, like you don't get to say, what anybody does is right or wrong with their body. If you don't want it for your body, then don't. But I don't think people understand the massive impact that this is going to take. I straight up don't understand the massive impact. I think I get it. And the more that I'm learning about it, I'm trying my best to be a sponge and not turn away when it makes me physically and emotionally sick and drained from hearing about a, what could be done that isn't, hasn't been done mm-hmm. and B where the fuck's like the president Biden. Hello. <laughs> are you listening? Is this podcast? Hello. Are you reaching? Are you listening to? I got you boo. Because I think that there are avenues that could be happening that aren't, aren't happening. This is just the beginning and v- just voting. Isn't going to solve it. And one women's March in DC isn't going no. to solve it. And it's great. Get out there, do the things. Um, I'm we're being a testament to that right now by getting on these microphones, even when our voice shakes and even when we don't have all the facts and being okay with not knowing the facts and speaking up anyway, like it, it mean we need more of that because we can't do anything by ourselves and things are obviously not going to get better if we don't get out there and make the change happen ourselves. So this is just, I don't think anyone saw this coming and to circle back to the Met, the fact that in the same moments that women's literally literally that women's rights were being yanked from us this other world was happening and i think that i had to sit with that for a minute because it was quite the mind fuck and you're like whoa where are we now that yep. you can have this reality mm-hmm. and this reality talk about duality coexisting at the same time Like, holy fucking privilege. Holy fucking... I bet you anyone on that red carpet, if they wanted an abortion, or if they haven't had one already, could still go and get one because of their societal status. 
and their financial status. Like you, you are, this government is agreeing and in support of a fetus, not even, it's not even a fetus yet, by the way, science guys, the timelines here, people don't even know they're pregnant by the Mm -hmm, time that mm -hmm. you're saying these things need to happen. But, um, you don't care about the mother once she's pregnant, once the baby's here, where are they living? How are they, how are they being fed? Um, what about the babies that don't want to be born and end up being abused, end up being in the system there? There's, you don't, uh, these repercussions are just immeasurable. And to make such a bold statement to think that, you know, better bitch, where, what other things are you putting in place to make it better? You know? Okay. I'll stop. Um, I think that it's important though, the whole, the standing for my body, my choice for one issue that's convenient to you. And then all of a sudden switching gears and being like, Oh, I mean, no, but it's not the same, but like it is though. Like, you know, I mean, I know people, like personally, I know people that I've watched in the last, you know, days that had so much to say, so much to say about the pandemic and the vaccines and Corona and all the things. But like, it's a very differing opinion Mm -hmm. for abortion. And And how? That's fine. Like you're allowed your opinions. Right, right. I just don't understand the logic, I think, behind it. And I don't know. And that's what makes it so infuriating. Know. Yeah. It's just, it's like mind boggling to me because like, again, I'm trying to tiptoe around this because I don't, there's some very triggering situations that happen around the topic of abortion. Right. But, and like you, you touched on it, but it's like, some people really like bringing a child into the world as a result of the way in which that child was conceived is not good for anyone, whether it's the woman having the baby, whether it's the baby we're talking, we're not just talking about um, physical stuff here. We're talking about, the mental ramifications that that has and the economic situations surrounding these things. And like you mentioned, it really does affect marginalized society. Mm -hmm. You know, it does. And we're not being realistic with that. It's like not even everybody, not even everybody has the access to the information on how to go about getting that basic health care of having the option mm-hmm. to get an abortion. Like there's just so many tiny little intricacies in this that make it problematic because I, I'm just like, there's so many things I want to say, but I just want to be so mindful of the fact that there are ways that you can get pregnant that are not optimal. And I don't believe that you should be carrying a child that you were violently put inside you. That's all I'm going to say on that mm-hmm. because I just think it's terrible that people mm-hmm. or that's it. Like we don't need to spell it out, but yeah, that's already dramatic enough, you know? Yeah. Or, but I mean, and it's, and I like that you just said that because 
although it it is dramatic, it's also such a huge reality. And and just to even that, yes, you should have the right to do whatever you want in that situation. It's already traumatic. And it's also taking away the rights of women who yes. have, I don't know the right word. I think it's an aptomical pregnancy where it's stuck in your fallopian tubes and can burst and can kill you. The baby will never fully ectopic. develop. Ectopic. Yeah, I said it wrong. Sorry. Um, yeah. um, ectopic. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are saying that that will be a, like that will be taken away. So like you. So, OK. So even when the livelihood of the mother and the baby that's never going to be able to grow, that's that's wow. going to be taken away. It's also going to be taken away if um, the baby's vital organs will never fully develop and that you will have to deliver a stillborn child. There is no way Ugh. up and down about it. You will have to carry this baby to term. Until, like it's all so it, and it sounds disgusting because it is disgusting and it is it heart, is. and it sounds heartbreaking and devastating because it is heartbreaking and devastating. And I think that we veer away from these things and these hard conversations for so long, but I don't, and we are too, we are also highlighting the fact that we are two white women having this conversation and this is not, we are still sitting in yes. privilege having this difficult conversation. Although this is directly affecting us as women, we still hold privilege. And I think that that's important to acknowledge um, that we're still not experiencing the worst of it. And we're still not experiencing the hardships that so many more no. communities are experiencing. And it's just the beginning. This is just like, we're on, if we're on Titanic, we're just spotting the iceberg. <laughs> like this is not even, I know this is just the start of what could possibly be taken. And away we have us. access to information, right? Right. And access to, to, to medical professionals. Like we have that access. So mm -hmm. yes, it's, we're totally privileged, but I'm also empathetic, yeah. you know? And for me, it's such a, it's such an interesting place to be because here I am like crossing my fingers, toes, putting my feet up in the air on my headboard, trying to get pregnant in any way that I can. She went there. You no, know? she went there. Ladies and, and then you. on the flip side, I, I did. But on the flip side, I appreciate that pregnancy is not always a positive thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I'm like, please, 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 please. I just want to be a mom. But like on the flip side, you know, duality, baby, there could have been times in my life that I became pregnant that would not have been optimal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would not have been optimal. Okay. But maybe that would have happened to me if I was not a white woman privileged living in a place where I had access to great healthcare and, um, it could have been me, mm -hmm. you know, it could have been me. So that's where my empathy lies because I'm like, Oh, you know, yes, I want to get pregnant so bad, but that's me now, you know, in this season of my life, in this level of security and comfort and confidence, but not everyone is there. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think it's fair because it's not right to be taking that, stripping that from people. Mm -hmm. Especially when I could walk, literally walk to a Planned Parenthood right now and get whatever I needed. So mm -hmm. I do want to acknowledge the fact that if you have the financial means to donate $5, $1, any type of anything to Planned Parenthood, um, and we can find other organizations to share, that's just the one that is most prevalent. Um, join us in 
fundraising and donating that little donate button on Instagram. You might not think it does much, but it really does share and donate what you can, um, to keep these organizations moving and doing what they need to do and joining the fight because we got work to do. We have work to do and it's okay to not know what that work even looks like. I say that and in the same breath have no idea what that even means besides my voice and besides my vote and besides learning where I can get out and put my feet down and stand because there's no looking away. It's on our doorsteps, whether we want to admit it or not, this change is on every single doorstep. Um, and some, the gravity of that is heavier than others. Um, but here we are, we're in it together, Mm -hmm. together we rise and hopefully change. It will happen. And hopefully somebody, I don't know, maybe our president could, stand up and be like, absolutely the fuck not. I don't know. Maybe my prime minister yeah. or just anyone like yeah. for us in Canada, it's anyone in, you know, I feel like our, just the way that politics are again, fuck it. I could never. First. Yeah. But the way that politics are in America versus Canada, although sometimes very different, they're also similar, but I do, I have realized during this pandemic that those in the ministry of health in Canada do have a hell of a lot more say than I thought. And that's, those are the humans I'm looking at right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hi, hey, it's literally, hi, you're literally the ministry of health. Yep. So if ever a time to get out from underneath your fucking desk would be right about now, like, where are you? You know, like prime minister is like, do, 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 do. Cause it's his job, you know, yep. it's his job to be the figurehead. We want to shit on the top of the top of the top of the top, but like nothing ha- in life, nothing can happen without other people. We're not, no one's doing anything alone, right? Like we can't sustain ourselves alone. We need each other. So the president and the prime minister, I mean, they're just the, they're like the messengers, if we're being quite honest, right? There are so many moving parts and so many reasons why these things are happening. And they're just, they just happen to be the ones who have to deliver a lot of the messaging. So we need to remember that. Mm -hmm. And that's why our voices and our votes and our donations and just having an opinion. And even if like, like we're saying, we don't know, we don't even know what we're saying. We just know how it makes us feel. And I think that that's a start. Yep. It's a start. I think, I think we're because having an opinion on how you feel and talking about that opens up a lot Mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. We're all at different spots in learning. And I think that if there's anything that the pandemic taught everyone, it's to open up your minds and hearts more. And I think that mm-hmm. what we're trying to do right now is just a testament to that because I think that if you asked either AMQ or I if we would be doing what we're doing right now pre-pandemic, absolutely the fuck not would I have ever thought about no. getting in front of a microphone because I don't know enough. And I don't know, like, no, <laughs> show up, make it messy. We say show up messy. We say figure it out messy. And that's exactly what we're doing. Learn what you got to do, yep. get in the ring and especially when it has to do with the rights over your body. I cannot imagine, I can't even wrap my head around the magnitude of that. When I think I do, it it smacks me again. I'm like, whoa, no, this is really somebody telling me what I can, can and can't do with my body. And let's just also, just a little tidbit. Women can get pregnant one time a year. Let's do, AMQ and I are not good at math, but this is important to highlight. 
in, in a 12 month time, 365 days, we can have one human being. Men can make, well, we can be, pre- we can get pregnant more times. Yes, yes, right? yes. Carry a, carry a baby at a term. Yes. My point though, is yeah. that men can make 365 babies. <laughs> A year. Totally. They could just keep shooting for the moon. So where's... Just go. Could you imagine, I don't know, making vasectomies reversed more... Like, let's put the science there, make them more easily reversed, and then make the men, when they are more financially stable, take a test. Take a test to see how financial and responsible you are, and then you can get it reversed. Could you imagine if we tried to put these rules and regulations on men... It just wouldn't happen. Oh my. It just would never happen. We would have like, there would be like a mutiny. Yeah. Like it would be, there would be like, I don't even know what would happen (laughs) to be honest. Yep. But anyone who's ever had to advocate for their body, so me Mm -hmm. and anyone else listening, probably most of us, Mm -hmm. this should piss you off. This should piss you off. If like you mentioned, if you're like, oh, well, I don't know anyone who's ever had an abortion. You're correct that maybe you're just not in the trust circle. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that to be bitches. We're just saying that. It's true. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just haven't made yourself seem, feel as if you could be trusted with that information. And that's just what it is, right? And we all have friends and, and humans that we can, maybe even strangers almost, that we can give this information to. But if you've ever had to advocate for your body, whatever that looked like, whether it's like a blood test or a surgery or just anything, this should piss you off. It should piss you off. That's it. Simple as that. If you know anyone who's ever had to advocate for your body, so we all do, it should piss you off. And if it doesn't so if piss, you, feel piss you off. detached from it. Sorry, there was a delay. So if you feel detached from it, then you should just figure that out because you shouldn't feel detached from it. Like you said, we can't just turn. This is not like, this is like everything else that's happened in the last three years in our world, right? Black Lives Matter. So many of us were like, oh, let me just, I'm going to turn my head and just pretend like it's not happening because I don't feel educated enough. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. And it's the same with this. Like, you can't just be like, I'm just not going to think about it. Um, hi, it doesn't mean it's not happening. You can't just not think about it. It's, it's happening and bad. Like you just said earlier, this, we've worked so fucking hard. Okay. Society has worked so hard. There are so many humans who have come before us and, and put themselves out there and fought so hard to get so many of these laws passed. And what are we going to do? We're just going to revert back to this archaic way of thinking and living. No, we can't have that because the second that happens so much, it's just the house of cards is just going to come falling down Mm -hmm. and we can't have that. We just can't. Yep. And not without a fight, that's for sure. And if it doesn't piss you off, and if you don't want to rage cry and scrape your pennies together and do what you can, then you're not paying close enough attention. And if that that makes you mad, then pay closer attention. (laughs) Like if, if you are not infuriated and heartbroken, you are not paying close enough attention. So Google it. It's all over. Download, download Twitter. Um, But I just hope that if maybe you didn't know what was happening, this has kind of holy shit smacked you in the tits a bit. And Mm -hmm. if you have had to have an abortion for a plethora of reasons that are quite frankly, none of our business, you are loved, you are Mm -hmm. supported and we have to show up. It's time to show up. So 
This is us showing up in the way that we know right now. And we will continue to show up in the ways that we learn are most serving and we will continue doing it even when it's messy and even when we don't know it all because we don't know it all. We don't sit here with these microphones high and mighty claiming to know it all. We are here to share the human experience with you and to let you know that basic human rights and bodily autonomy will forever be top priority. Um, we can't talk about embracing our bodies and not also fight for the right to have control over them and say over what happens to them. So that was why we wanted to share our mics with you today. Whoa, what an episode. And this podcast has evolved a ton. Oh my I God. Think about how, why we started. I mean, you know, it's part of our tagline. We want you to love yourself in every size, shape and season. And we want to help empower you to do that. But we also want to educate and entertain, mm -hmm. empower, educate, and entertain. That has always been the goal. Mm -hmm. But over time, as we have gained confidence in the fact that we don't have it all figured out and that's okay because neither does anybody else, this has changed. It's not just like scraping the surface and mm -hmm. talking about like loving yourself. Nah, it's not. But we really didn't know that it was going to become this because we just knew we wanted, we didn't know where we wanted it to go, but we knew we wanted a platform and we wanted to just talk and those conversations that we have that all of you are listening to is starting more conversations within your communities. And that is why we're here. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yep. If I didn't want to break it, I would drop my mic on that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of too much money on this. Yes. Okay. Tax season is over. We can't. And these were an investment. <laughs> these cannot be rebought for this tax season. But um, I hope if you were listening and feeling like you were starting to feel out of control, um, I hope that this has helped remind you that you are not alone. And the decisions that you make in regard to your life and your body um, don't need to make anyone else feel comfortable because they're not for anybody else no. but you. And we are going to fight this fight all together and whatever that looks like and whatever way we figure out how. So thank you for being here, Boo Crew. Um, let's leave it on a little lighthearted note. Did anything silly, goofy, or weird happen to you this week? I had a kid fart during PSSAs. Um, I feel like lots of goofy, weird things have happened to me, but... Oh, um... I uh, I officially tweezed. I counted sixteen gray no, hairs. No, no, you didn't. On my eyebrows. Why? That's a lot. I know the girl that just did my brows today was like, "No, <laughs> never again!" Like she freaked out. She was like, "You can't do it. You have to tint them." But there's a there's the there's that's the A part of the story. The B part of the story was that I went to go get my hoo ha waxed, and my girl, she's my regular girl, she let me know that um, she laughed and was like, I don't know if you're gonna be mad at me for telling you this, but like your grays are coming in hot and heavy down here. <laughs> I, Where? I, I was like, wait, is this new? And she's like, I mean, she's been waxing me for like three years, right? And she's like, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing them. She described it like a Christmas tree. What does that mean? Like snowy? 
Like she's like they're light they're lighting up like like Christmas. Oh, I thought you meant like snow here. like gray snowflakes, like white hairs, <laughs> like just trickling down. Oh, no, like like white lights among, amongst the little oh, other spindles my. of black. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And she's like, "Yeah, like well, so what do you want me to do about it?" And I'm like lying down. I'm like, "What do you mean? What do you want me? What do get rid of them? Just wax, just wax me. them. Like what do you? Yeah, they don't affect me." I was like, "I'll let fucking Andrew know to like keep an eye out." What do you want me to say? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, thanks. I just all of a sudden got old. It was like one of those things where I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting my husband to. Oh, that is the funny thing that happened. I made Andrew do my uh, roots to oh, he, he when I colored my roots. When I saw those stories, up, I was apparently. like, oh, my Andrew. You know what he did? He said um, his his ex, he was so stressed out. And I was like, listen, I've been cutting your hair for two years now. Like you owe me and you want to save money, right? Mr. Spreadsheet Magoo. So like, let's save some fucking money. So I went to the beauty supply store and I got, I love I when you get. call at people Magoo. Yeah. I say Magoo after everything. Do. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, you want You want a spreadsheet? Well, let me fucking show you. I'm going to buy this box color and this little brush and these little gloves for $50 one time and it'll be good for like seven times or I'll drive half an hour out of the way and spend $50 for one time and I have to go back in three weeks. So like mm. we're saving money yeah. and you got to do it. His explanation for the root situation though was he would put the the color on and he would get freaked out that it was like staining my face, like staining my scalp around it. And I'm explaining to him like, don't worry, I'll just get coconut oil or Vaseline. Like it's, it's not going to stay forever. Like he really thought that he was going to stain my face and it could not be right. washed off and he was getting stressed. So he would just clump. He was like, don't worry, I'm clumping it. I'm clumping, I'm clumping the paint. I'm like, it's not paint. She's not a wall. She's dying. not a piece of drywall. And so then that's what I said. I'm like, when we paint the condo, do you just take your brush and just like clump it like in one spot? No, you spread it to cover the wall. Oh my God. So my right side of my head is well covered and my left side still very great. But it was just funny because the timing of it all was hilarious. Like I tweezed all these gray hairs from my eyebrows. My fucking like vagina lady was like, you have all these gray hairs in your vagina that just showed up showed up in the last three weeks like come on like, oh my god i'm i'm entering my late 30s it's like my body is like hey are you stressed yeah cool here's some gray hairs yeah, here, in like, case you're in case you're not self-aware enough to know how stressed you are we're about to remind you like it was just so funny when she was like what would you like me to do with them i'm like well definitely you're not going to take a photo don't name I definitely them don't want that photo yeah please don't kind of wish don't she show did. me i wish she did i wish no i wish that she gave you a hand mirror I know, but see, this is because you're fucking weird <laughs> and you would get all up in that. You I would really wax my vagina. Yeah. So of course you would say that. You'd be like, imagine you waxing my gray hairs. You'd be like, ooh, this is good. You this is satisfying. I wouldn't give you a choice. I would give I would show you the mirror. I'd be like, I'm about to get all of these. Mm. Uh, That's funny. That is funny. See, you can have, you should have the bodily autonomy to choose whether or not you would like to wax or if you want to let your bush be a bush. Let your bushiest life live if you want to. <laughs> Circling back to the main point here. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would love to do that. I would love to do that, but I'm Brazilian and Portuguese. And if anyone knows anything, if anyone shares my uh, ethnicity, it's like a fucking Brillo pad down there. Oh! Nobody wants. I was like, where is she going with this? And then we went, entered the Brillo pad. And I was like, oh, that's where we're going. Got it. 
Nobody wants that. It's not comfortable. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's just that's, there we are. Listen, we can't have an episode where we don't talk about our vaginas. That's it. No. You're welcome. Nope. 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 No. So stay awoke, fam. Open up your keep your minds and hearts open, even when it's hard and we're all in this to do that hard work together. Thank you for being here. As always, this is a safe space. AMQ's social media and my social media, the pod social media is all a safe space to create for you to feel like you are heard and welcomed. And regardless of what that looks like to anybody else, we want you to know that you are loved here. So, and we will link Planned Parenthood in the show notes as well. Yes. We will put it in the show notes and put the um, link to the donations and the fundraising that's going on. We can put that link in our bio as well on our podcast page. You know the dealio. And um, we'll see you next week. I got, got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Thanks for being here, boo crew. Love our vibe. Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod. Thank you.